I will share it on my personal page and I will share it with my friends and family because I want every time my people look up, I want them to be like, dang, Rosemary doing something again. Like she really is killing in real estate. Uh, and I may be hosting open house and then nobody come to, but in my cousin, Sheila, mine who live in Mississippi, every time she look up, I'm just doing so much. Like they, they can't decipher an open house flyer from a closing flyer. All they know is that you're doing a darn thing. And then when their coworker is moving into your town, they're going to remember all of the things you've posted and they're going to refer you. So definitely make sure that you start um, posting things, okay? Hey friends, I'm Rosemary Lewis, your homegirl, and I'm so excited that you are here. I do not care what it looks like on Instagram or HGTV. This whole being a realtor thing is not for the faint at heart. In 2017, I quit my job as a teacher to follow my real estate dreams and quickly found myself overwhelmed and struggling. Fast forward to today, not only have I been recognized as one of the leaders in our industry, I have actually grown a business that I absolutely love. I don't care if you're a brand new agent trying to figure out how to get started or a veteran feeling overwhelmed and just stuck. I was just like you and I totally get it. Many times I wish there was someone that I could just talk to about all the challenges I was facing. And that is why I created this space just for you. Like best friends do, I'm giving you all the tea related to navigating and thriving in these real estate streets. If I can do it, guess what? That's proof that you can too. Everything's better with friends, so let's succeed together. Welcome to the Real Estate Bestie Podcast. Well, hello there. Hey, real estate besties. Welcome to episode number 24 of the Real Estate Bestie podcast. It's your very, you know, your best real estate bestie, Rosemary Lewis. And I am so excited for this episode because we are going to talk about one of my most favorite forms of lead generation. Um, But before we get into it, speaking of generating, what I would love, what would just help my heart in this podcast so much is for us to generate a few more five-star ratings and a few more reviews. So if you could be so kind, if you haven't done so yet, um, if you could just scroll and hit five stars on the review and just type a few words about how this podcast has resonated with you, it would mean the absolute world to me. And you know what? I am new. Like I always talk to you all about doing it scared and having grit and just doing the thing. And I'm going to tell you this podcasting is a whole different grind. Um, but I love it. Like when I really sit at the end of the days, especially the days that I get to coach or the days that I get to record the podcast, when I think about what excited me, this is always at the top of the list because I feel so connected to all of you on the other end of the phone or wherever you're listening to me for. So if you could go ahead and just send, send your girl a little love back, I would appreciate it. And now let's dive into like this topic today all about what do you need in your open house toolkit? So first and foremost, I probably need to define, I'm pretty sure a lot of you all know what an open house is, but let me just define it. Um, Pretty much an open house is when you have a listing or, because it does not have to be your listing, or um, a listing agent grants you the opportunity to pretty much come and open the house 
hence the word open house, so that any prospective buyers will have an opportunity to tour. One of the great things about open houses, and I have to tell you, this is definitely one of my favorite forms of lead generation. I think that it matches my personality um, pretty well. I'm pretty, I'm a pretty much an extrovert. Um, one thing that I love about open houses is that I love, I really enjoy, I guess, being face to face. And I'll talk to you a little bit more about that. Um, but I think that it's just a really good way to jump out and just really get in front of people. And you get to practice these scripts and things that we've talked about previously. Um, so if you haven't, I gave you an easy script um, in podcast episode 20 easy scripts to use in conversations like when you're in social events. Um, But I think that open houses just give us another example of ways to connect with people face to face. But this is where a lot of agents go wrong because I think that there is an assumption that you're just going to show up at the house right before you're going to say, put open house in the MLS. You're going to throw out two signs and that's it. And unfortunately, and this is something that I had to learn the hard way. And I also have shared with my team. If you're not going to really go all out for the open house, then you might as well not do it, right? Um, Because this is going to be oftentimes your introduction to the people who come in the door. It's gonna be your introduction to the neighbors who see your signs. And quite honestly, it's just a way that we can either sell or sink um, or soar or sink as a professional. So when it comes to getting an open house, this is first things first, is you have to, get the open house. You have to schedule it. And it's really easy. I mean, if you have your own listing, I definitely suggest, you know, obviously talk to your clients, see if this is something that they're open to. Um, If they're open to have an open house, then you get on the calendar to schedule it. But another great thing is if you are um, somebody that is without listings, I was about to say newer, but just because you knew don't mean those are the only people without listings. You know, um, if you have no listings in your pipeline at the moment, a great source is to look to age other agents within your brokerage and ask them if you can host an open house. Um, and But here's the thing thing. I think that you have to, number one, be responsible. If you're going to ask them, you're going to have to follow through and you're going to have to give them some reasons, some pointers like, hey, you want me to host your open house every time, especially if it's someone who is a consistent lister. Like you want to be able to be one of their go to people because you're going to be able to leverage their listings for your real estate business. But what do you need in your open house kit? So the very first thing you need is you need internet exposure. You need to start posting it ASAP. Make sure that it is posted in the MLS as many days in advance as it can be. Um, make sure, so, so what that looks like is if you don't have access, if it's not your listing, you probably will have to reach out to the listing agent and ask them to make sure that the dates and the times are correctly um, put into the MLS, okay? Um, but this is also an opportunity for you to do some 
digital marketing. If you um, checked out episode 23, I shared with you that one of the things that you need to do to leverage your business was to hire a VA. If you haven't checked that out, go back, listen to that podcast. It was thebomb.com, I think. Like I've been getting your feedback and y'all like, girl, I'm adding this stuff to my business. Um, But this is something that you can start having your VA do, do some mock-ups of some flyers. If you have the capabilities to, to do an email blast, I would post the open house in all of the different Facebook groups around the area of the house and just sharing it with your friends and family. And here is something that I don't want y'all to miss. I would share it on my personal page and I would share it with my friends and family because I want every time my people look up, I want them to be like, dang, Rosemary doing something again. Like she really is killing in real estate. Uh, And I may be hosting open house and then nobody come to, but in my cousin, Sheila, mine who live in Mississippi, every time she look up, I'm just doing so much. Like they, they can't decipher an open house flyer from a closing flyer. All they know is that you're doing the darn thing. And then when their coworker is moving into your town, they're going to remember all of the things you've posted and they're going to refer you. So definitely make sure that you start um, posting things, okay? Number two, you want to print out some physical invites for the neighbors. Now, you might be wondering, why would I invite neighbors to an open house? And like to hear it, here it goes. Number one, um, you list, you last. And yes, the listing agent has this listing, but there are houses all around the house where you are hosting an open house. So I want to personally invite the neighbors to come out. So I am going to print an invitation. And y'all, I am not a huge, I'm just going to be honest. I know everyone has their own ways of doing business. Door knocking without a purpose has never been my jam. I will door knock, but I like to door knock with the purpose and with the purpose of inviting you out to an open house and I'm hosting on your street. I like to door knock with that purpose. So make sure that you are passing out some invites and that you are scheduling time to get those out. Okay. Number three, have plenty of signs. Y'all have about 20 signs because you want to make sure that every which way that you can get to this house, you're going to have a path. You want to make it easily accessible for the person who may be interested in getting to the open house. Okay. Couple tips here. I do like, like I grew to branded signs, but the little small signs that you get from like Home Depot or Lowe's or something like that, they are just as good in the beginning. But as your business starts to grow and you need to just start to think about um, ways to invest back into your business, I do like to have branded signs because, again, I like to target open houses in a specific community. Um, So whether they're my listings or whether it's listings of another agent who will allow me to host their their listing, um, I want these people to consistently see my branding, right? I want the neighbors to consistently see my branding. And one thing I need to back up, when you are hosting an open house and you're reaching out to another listing agent, check with your broker because your broker may have rules about who can hold, like you may not be able to host an open house of another brokerage, but a broker within yours, but your brokerage may have some flexibility. So just double check that. Okay. So you want to have plenty of signs. And then when you're putting out the signs here, here are just bonuses for number three. Number one, um, when you're putting out the signs, make sure you put more than one sign out in front of the house. I have seen people make mistakes where, 
uh, like the direct where you put the signs are everything. So make sure that you're starting at the front of the neighborhood. And if there are more than one entrance, you have it where people can get there from either way, which is why I like to choose houses that aren't like they're not like 20 turns to get into. Um, but, you know, find one where you can easily have the directional signs, but don't sleep on having plenty of signs in front of the house. And the reason being is that, again, you invited those neighbors. So you may have a neighbor who didn't necessarily leave the neighborhood, but they're just going to pull out like, oh, what's all those signs doing in front of such and such's house? And now they are going to um, be more um, likely to stop in. Also something that you want to check because certain HOAs do have like rules against like flags and you know some cities will pick up your signs if they're on like major um, impasses on the street so just make sure that you are um, following the rules because I have had some expensive branded signs picked up by the city before and that was not fun okay number four let's talk about when you are actually uh, preparing for the open house so you need to print out physically print out information about the house that is the seller's disclosure you can print a property flyer with the specs you can also print out the comps of other homes in the neighborhood now you can decide what you want um, to have enough of for people to take out I normally give them a property flyer um, that they can have with just the general information but I have other things available um, where they can get more info and I'll tell you that in another step um And then for the seller's disclosure, I may not print out like 10 of those because you don't know how many, but maybe I'll take one seller's disclosure, have it laminated, actually read the seller's disclosure before you go to the open house. So if there are any questions that you have, you can ask the listing agent before ahead of time, um, because you got to understand that when when the people come in the door, when your potential buyers come in the door for the open house, you are the authority. They're not. I mean, if, if every answer to every question you have is I don't know, then now you look incompetent. So you want to study that. And speaking of study number five, you want to print yourself out a, M, a detailed MLS sheet. Take a little time to study the sheet before you go into the open house and highlight like those key things. Hey, what's the square footage? When was the home built? Who was the builder? What schools is it zoned to? What are the taxes? Now, do I expect you to know every single thing about the property? No. Okay. But there are a few things that are, will typically come up often. Like you should not be in a house and not know if it's the fifth bedroom upstairs, right? Walk the house before you go through it and go through the pictures, make sure that you understand what it is. So have that little cheat sheet with you. But absolutely, if they ask you something that you absolutely have no clue, like, hey, where is the hot water tank? And it's a tankless hot water tank. And, you know, you didn't inspect the house. You know what? I believe it's on the exterior wall, but let me double check with the listing agent. Um, so, and have that contact where you can double check. Okay. Number six, I also like to create a home equity report and it's really a comp report. I like to have a couple of those available so that if neighbors come, I want neighbor, I want to be able to hand those to neighbors to say, Hey, this is what comparable homes are running in the area. And I might print a couple of those like, um, reports for different square footages. So if I'm in a neighborhood that home square footages vary, I might have a report for 3000 square feet and up. I might have a report 
for one stories under 2,500. And I may have a report for homes with pools or something like that. Because again, and then, you know, you can show it to a neighbor, but then say, hey, I would love to do a detailed report about your home specifically here. Um, let me get your information and I'll do that. Okay, then number seven, make sure that you have some type of sign in sheet. It is a total waste of your time if you are not going to capture the information of the people who come in the door. And I'm going to give you a quick, easy script because I know people be like, oh, I don't want to sign in. And then you politely say, well, you know what? You know, what? I, I completely understand that. And I promise you that the sign in sheet is strictly for me. I won't be sharing your information with anyone else. And also as a security measure for the seller, we did ensure them that we would collect the information of any visitor today for security purposes. If they're not wanting to give their information for security purposes, I don't want you in the house for my security purposes. Okay. So make sure you have that. And then you can even, I even go a step further and I have a QR code where they can scan the QR code. I say, Hey, scan this QR code. And it will give you all of the property. Like the flyer I gave you is just the general information, but this is going to show you all the pictures. It's all of the property information. And that QR code is going to send them right back to my CRM. So that is the way that, um, that I have them sign in. Okay. Number eight, make sure you get your phone and some Wi-Fi, <laughs> um, for a variety of reasons, but for one, we live in a digital society, okay? And in this digital society, y'all, you can be going live and um, meeting people online by telling them about the house. I, You're not gonna catch Rosemary at an open house that I haven't done a virtual tour, going live on my Facebook page or TikTok or whatever that looks like. Make sure that you have the space to go live. And that may also look like coming a little bit earlier, you may want to come a little bit earlier to say, hey, I'll be here until X time or staying up a little bit later to say, hey, we had a great turnout today. Um, if you would like to schedule a private tour, hit me up here. So have some Wi-Fi. OK, number nine, have some snacks and water. Like I used to be all big on like cookies and all this stuff. And you know what? Co after COVID, one thing COVID did was COVID alleviated some of the stress for me. I always pick up kind of a non-perishable something that can be in a packet. Um, try to stay away from things that are going to be messy like popcorn, but maybe you do like um, gummy bears in a pack or Scooby snacks or something that doesn't doesn't spoil as quickly and like, so, or I shouldn't say spoil. It's not as perishable. Um, that's not so like some fruit snacks in a packet or something like that. But I do like to have some type of snack and then like some little waters there. But I mean, you, I'm, I'm also not on generally, I mean, sometimes if I'm having a broker's open or, um, a different type of open house, it, the food can be a little bit more extravagant, but this, I'm not trying to feed anybody, right? It's like, get your little snack, walk around the house and let's talk about you buying it. Okay. Number 10, make sure you have your business cards handy. Your business cards should be at the front door. They should be where they sign in. Make sure that they leave with your card in hand. But more importantly, we want to make sure that we're capturing their information, but make sure that you have their card. Okay. Also bring a candle, bring a candle. Definitely make sure you have permission to light the candle. Um, 
and you want it to smell good. Like when people, when it smells good, people feel more confident about things. So bring a candle. Now, if the house is funky anyway, you might just need to get there early and, and do some stuff. Now, if the house is funky early, anyway, you might just have to get there early and do some stuff, um, but make sure that you have a candle. And I'm just sorry, y'all. Like, I used to do open houses at, like, investment-type properties. They're not always sweet-smelling, um, so you don't want to put a sweet smell over some funk. You might need to, like, wipe something down. Which brings me to number 12. Have a hygiene kit. Have a little kit in your car. And I just say do this for showings too. But have a little kit in your car where you have hand sanitizer, where you have toilet tissue, where you have um actual like baby wipes, where you have um hand soap, right? Um, things like that. Trust me, it will be a game changer. And you just never know. You never know. Like, unfortunately, some people are not respectful of other people's houses. Um, my team just recently did an open house where like somebody used the master's master bathroom. And while I mean, it, it just it just was rude to us. But, you know, we had our kids, so they were able to wipe it down with like the sanitizing Clorox wipes and not disturb all of the um the seller stuff. Because you I don't want the seller to come home and be like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Like, who's been messing with my porridge? Like, I don't want that to happen. So have a hygiene kit. And actually, I recommend that you have that in your car um, just for showings, not just for open houses. OK, then here is the last one. Whew, number 13. Y'all ready? Can you please look like something? Okay. Can you please look like you are a professional, a real estate advisor, a real estate professional, and not like you going to brunch with your homegirls? Or, and I'm not saying don't have style, right? I am not knocking your style. But, you know, just like, like come through looking like, looking like you supposed to be there and make it obvious that you are the realtor in the room um, and an easy way to do that is to make sure that you have on a name badge every time I go to an open house honestly a lot of times when I'm out I wear a name badge so that it's clear like hey this is what I do and for a long time I used to wear my name badge every single where I went I don't quite do that anymore um, because I just do a better job of making sure even if I'm in the McDonald's line that the cashier leave with my business card um, but making sure for sure for sure at open houses that you have on a name badge so they know exactly who you are okay so those are my tips like that is what I think you need to have in your open house toolkit I just jotted these down so if I'm forgetting something y'all hop on over to my social media um drop a post like hey this is what else I have in the open house toolkit and I'm gonna tell you I really I enjoy open houses because to me it was much less scarier than cold calling right because I'm looking at you I'm looking at the people's even the people that are like no 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 thing you're fine um but I'm looking at their 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 body movements and I'm looking at their cadence and and I'm looking in their eyes and I'm like okay this isn't scary at all like this helps to remind me that the people on the other end of the phone are just people and I am a person too which means I am qualified to be in this space and this is the last thing that I'm going to say about open houses is that this is what I don't want you to do. I don't want you to do all this stuff, pack up your car, find a babysitter, put out signs. Then it start raining. Then you got to get your rain boots, you know, then you get to the house and you, you meet the people and then you don't follow up. 
Okay, I have had I, I have a client. I wish I, I should call her name, but I'm not because she'd be listening to my stuff too. Hey, girl. Um, but I met her at an open house. We hit it off. And you cannot tell me that we were not cousins when we left that open house because she and I were just so like connected. Sis did not answer my call for three months. Okay, like I was calling, texting, but you know what they say: on average, you won't even get anybody on the phone until you call eight times. So I was calling, texting, calling, texting, didn't get her, and then one day she just called me like, "Hey, look, look at this house you sent me. I want to see it." And not much longer after that, we were under contract. So I just say all that to say, even though you meet them face to face and it does give us an opportunity to establish some rapport, um, it may not be reciprocated right away. So we have to have the grit, like your follow-up game is going to be massive. And uh, maybe I'll do another podcast to talk about how we follow up. Yes, I will. It'll be coming soon, y'all. How to follow up because I think we follow up as takers often instead of following up as givers. Um, So we'll um, be on the lookout for that one. But in the meantime, I'm going to take a deep breath because I was making sure that I got all the information out to you. In the meantime, if you have a real estate bestie and you think that this episode would be helpful to them, go ahead and share it with them. And if it was helpful to you, could you snap a picture, put on your social media and just say, listen, my open house is about to be lit now because I have a roadmap. I have a toolkit because my real estate bestie was looking out for me. If you could do that for me, that would mean the world. And I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Bye, y'all. If you enjoyed this episode and you have a real life bestie that you think it would resonate with, y'all do me a favor. Go ahead and hit that share button because you know what? We are better together. Make sure you share the podcast and I appreciate your reviews. I appreciate you giving me five stars more than you know. I'll talk to you next week. Okay, besties, have you heard? We have a private Facebook group. Yay! Look, cue the confetti because we are over here growing the real estate bestie community with our Facebook group. So I want you to hop on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash Facebook so that you can join it because guess what? That's what we're missing. We are missing you and we are waiting and welcoming you with open arms. So let's talk about what you can get. We are going to develop relationships with other peers in the industry. We're going to support and encourage each other and give valuable resources, just a sounding board where we can grow our businesses together. So again, head on over to rosemarylewis.com forward slash Facebook and get in the real estate bestie community today.